0: Hello brothers and sisters, this is the Solidarity Podcast from Teamsters Local 769. I'm Brian Besbiati, but everybody calls me Bez. Summer is in full swing, and here we are with the second update while general membership meetings are on hiatus. Our goal with this podcast is to provide easy, accessible updates to all of the news and current events at Teamsters Local 769, and while members voted to suspend summer meetings, the 769 staff is still hard at work with plenty of news to report. Spread the word about the podcast to all of your fellow Teamsters and continue to enjoy your summer. We are currently preparing a future episode in which we will answer listener questions and time is running out for you to submit those questions. Want answers to contract questions or to know how to form a union at your workplace? Even if you are just curious about the contract negotiating process or the grievance procedure, benefits, or legislative issues, chances are if you have this question someone else may benefit from hearing the answer to it as well. So be sure to submit your questions to any of our social media pages or email your questions to podcast at teamsterslocal769.org. You can also call our new Solidarity Podcast voicemail line at 786-456-7936, and we may even use your audio on the show. Now let's get to the purpose of this special episode. This particular podcast is going to talk about one issue and one issue only. We're going to dive into the pension crisis and what that means for our members as well as active contributors and current retirees. So it'd probably be best to begin with a little background on how we got to where we are today. So we have Teamsters Local 769 President Josh Zivilich here to help us break down this complex issue
1: and help our members understand how they can help. Hello, Brian. I'm happy to be here with you unfortunately, to talk about a difficult topic, but it's certainly a crisis that's going on in the country with regard to multi-employer pensions, in particular of interest to our local union and to the Teamsters in general, right. is the decline of the funding of the Central States Pension Fund. Of course. Human nature, I guess, is sometimes people want to lay blame, right, as opposed to trying to find a solution to the problem. So let's get some background here.
0: The current crisis that we find ourselves in, where did this arise or what did it stem from?
1: There's not one entity or individual uh, that is responsible or even one factor that caused the decline of the Central States Pension Fund, but it's uh, numerous factors, including uh, the deregulation of the trucking industry. In what way? By creating independent contractors and owner operators as, empo- as opposed to employees that were independent contractors and owner-operators became prevalent in the trucking industry as opposed to the employee driver that was typically unionized. Because of that decline, because more and more companies either went out of business because of non-union competition or converted to the owner-operator independent contractor model, you have fewer and fewer employees, union members that are being paid in on to the pension fund, okay, and as time went by, more and more of those former employees that now were drawing a pension. And so you had fewer and fewer dollars going into the pension fund and more and more being paid out in a pension benefit. It's simple math. If you have four employees being paid in on for every retiree, the fund could exist and thrive and, and did so. But now you have for every Employee that's being paid in on every union member that's being paid in on, you have close to four people that are getting a pension check, and, and so a benefit exactly. And so in time, we'll see a decline in the funding, and you can't sustain you can't do that upside down on on income versus out or uh, outgoing. That's correct. It's 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 think of it as a just a one big bank account that, if you keep making withdrawals and not money into it or not the same amount of money paid in as is being paid out, ultimately, you know, your bank account is going to fall to zero. Uh, another factor is the fact that people are retiring, the baby boomers are retiring, and they're also living longer. And so pension benefit checks are paid out for a further period of time than was contemplated perhaps when the pension funds were set up. Another factor is investment loss. There were massive investment losses in 2000 and 2008. Right, the dot-com bubble. Across the board with the stocks, it wasn't just central states and their investments. That was across the board throughout the United States and in other countries as well, worldwide losses. And so that impacted the fund as well. There's numerous reasons, as I said. But in my mind, the greatest factor is the decline in active participants that are in the central states fund. Right, you can't have
0: trucking companies going out of business left and right. That's correct. And and retirees from those companies collecting funds without younger generations paying into the plan.
1: Absolutely. And those folks that are retirees as I said are living longer, which is a good thing for, you know, the health of, you know, teamster members and, and Americans in general, but the fact of the matter is you can't have you know $3 going out for every dollar coming into any fund. Right. When eventually that's going to have consequences. One of those consequences could be where the the fund has to take a look at reducing benefits, which is a plan that was put forth to the Treasury Department in 2014, I believe 2015. Uh, ultimately that was rejected by the Department of the Treasury on that plan.
0: After a pretty significant pushback, too, from from retirees that wanted that to
1: be rejected, right? Absolutely. And it was rejected, you know, the position of uh, the International Union was that it was... Too excessive. Too excessive and, and perhaps may not address the underlying problems that the funds are having. There were objections put forth by the International Union with regard to that plan. First of all, that... Retirement promises made to millions of workers should be kept. And perhaps there's a different way to address this issue. Right. And that'll obviously lead into our discussion, I think, about a bill in Congress right now, H.R. 397, mm-hmm. which would establish, through the Department of the Treasury, the Pension Rehabilitation Administration. That was in the previous Congress, it was known as the Butch Lewis Act. Okay. But under uh, this Congress, again, it's H.R. 397, and it would establish the Pension Rehabilitation Administration in the effort to secure retirement or, or to provide retirement security for uh, retirees that are in some of these troubled funds from, right. in their level of funding.
0: Okay, so that takes us through how we got here. What's the risk of standing and taking no action? What would be the worker impact and, and its impact on members of Teamsters Local 769?
1: The, uh, the impact could be catastrophic. I mean, uh, the projections are that uh, central states, if something isn't done to provide relief for the fund with some type of governmental action, the fund could see insolvency as quickly as 2025. And how many of local
0: 769 members would be affected by that if that should take place?
1: Well, in local 769 alone, we have 1,140 members that are active in central states pension. We have close to 2,000 retirees. And then we have in the neighborhood of uh, 2,500 that are inactive but still vested. So they spend enough time at their
0: company to qualify for a pension pension but then left prior to collecting. So they have a number of working years left in them to to reach retirement age. But once they do, they would currently be eligible
1: to draw on a plan if it were still there. That's correct. And the fund has a responsibility to them. They were vested. They're just no longer employed at that company, and they haven't begun to draw the pension. Okay. So it's got potentially devastating effects on our members. Financial, yeah, the financial impact on our members could be catastrophic. We've got retirees that are relying on that pension check. That was part of their work history. That was something that they were planning on throughout their work career. Right, of course. And for them to get there and to begin drawing that pension check, and certainly they're retired, they're on a fixed income.
0: The burden of that, that is going to fall
1: onto somebody else. I mean, sure. Well, they they may be looking at governmental assistance after that, and that's what a shame that is. I mean, the whole idea of having a pension, to have social security. You know, the idea behind social security years ago was we didn't want elderly folks living in poverty.
0: Right. You want to be able to retire with
1: dignity. Absolutely, and that was the, you know, especially I guess, after a lifetime of work. Sure. Sure. You know, you don't want older folks to be uh, living in poverty. Y- they have to live comfortably or at least, you know, with dignity, as you said. The pension added a level to that, and so many folks do enjoy that. But and a lot of times, workers will stay at a company
0: that might not offer the compensation that they could get elsewhere because they're taking into consideration the retirement package that's promised.
1: Absolutely that's that's part of the uh, that's part of the deal, as we would say yep. you're you're willing to forego some level of compensation because your employer contributes money towards your retirement. then for that to get taken away or reduced at a later date, especially once you're on a fixed income and relying on it is just going to be devastating to thousands and thousands of members, not just in our local but throughout the United States. this is an issue.
0: not all of our members will be affected by a failure of the central states. Why should those members support or become
1: active in this fight? Uh, I would disagree. I do think that all of our members would be affected. And whether they're in central states or not, or whether they have uh, used to be in central states and are in a different fund now, if central states and the other multi-employer funds fail, the PBGC very well could fail. And if that takes place, that'll destabilize and put more pressure on the fund that that member is in if they're not in central states. In other words, if that fund begins to have trouble and would be relying on the PBGC, well, then the PBGC potentially could not be there. Right. They've lost their safety net. Exactly. And so that's why it should be important to every single Teamster member. Speaking of throughout the United States, what would the economic impact be on on the U.S.? The estimates that we've received show that there's close to $53.7 billion of current pensions that are at risk if something is not done with regard to... uh,
0: Multi-employer plan.
1: Multi-employer plan with with central states. And in, in Florida alone? The estimate is $2.8 billion in pensions in the state of Florida alone. Wow. Yeah. It's a, it's a lot of money. I'm assuming that's because of how many people retire down here in Florida. That's correct. Yes. And they pay federal uh, tax revenues close to $205 million a year that's paid from uh, pensioners, And in our state, $10 million in lost state tax revenue. So the, the effects of it are, it's not just on the individual retiree, it also affects state funding, those types of programs as well that go towards the tax base and help us all.
0: Right. As far as an organization then,
1: what have the Teamsters been doing to to push back against this? I want to say it was back in 2005, central states mandated that whenever contracts came up for renewal, that... You had to get increases. You, you, the union negotiator, was to negotiate increases on behalf of each employee into the pension fund, knowing that their numbers were starting to change. And so that plan was followed for a number of years. And certainly, it had to have a positive impact on the fund in getting more funds. However, with continued deregulation, companies that went out of business.
0: You were fighting a losing battle.
1: Exactly, the, it, it 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 obviously didn't right the wrongs of the direction of the pension fund, and it just didn't make up for the loss. Well, the, Teamsters launched a campaign to stop the rush to pension cuts because the
0: that was the first threat that that was that, that we th- faced. Was, yeah,
1: was the funds cutting benefits, right? And and surely. but now the the strategy is to try to get a bill passed in Congress in the Senate and then ultimately to the president and signed into law where the Department of the Treasury would establish an agency called the Pension Rehabilitation Administration. The idea being that multi-employer pension funds central states included could seek either low or no interest loans from the federal government in the effort to continue to pay uh, those that are receiving their pension and it would be a loan it's not a bailout Right. Uh, certainly uh, the auto industry and the banks have gotten bailouts over the years, but this would actually be a loan okay. to middle-class Americans that are relying on their pension. And these are members of ours that are Democrats, Republicans, Independents. It doesn't matter which party they're in. These are folks that rely on that pension check, and it's something they worked for all their life. Yep. Deregulation and investment income loss are not the responsibility nor was it there was something that they chose, they being the pensioneers. Right. It wasn't their fault that those factors played into their retirement. It's It's something much greater than the guy or gal that went to work every day, sweat, worked their behinds off to earn their pension, and in retirement they're facing huge cuts to their pension. And quite frankly, some of these folks will wind up on government assistance. It's shameful, and the fact that it's not a priority for every member of Congress and every United States senator, I think is absolutely shameful.
0: Right. There, there are members in everybody's district that are affected by this.
1: There's no doubt about it. Now, we will I will say that we've seen some progress recently with more uh, members of the United States House of Representatives that have signed on to the Rehabilitation for Multi-Employer Pensions Act including in Local 769's jurisdiction, Representative Frederica Wilson, Representative Alcee Hastings, Representative Debbie Wasserman Schultz. Those are, those are some good friends of the local union that have signed on, Representative Donna Shalala right. as well. And then there's others in the state of Florida that are also represented, Val Demings from the central part of the state, Representative Darren Soto, Kathy Castor, who's out of the Tampa area, and Representative Charlie Crist as well. Uh-huh. So there is support, and nationally, there's bipartisan support. In fact, Representative Peter King from New York, who is a Republican, is a co-sponsor as well. And that's important. This is, again, not a Democrat or Republican issue. It's it's an issue for really all America Of course because there's 400,000 folks that participate in the Central States pension fund alone, whether they be actives, folks that are being paid in on or retirees 400,000 teamsters That's correct. So if this fund were to fail, the economic impact would be felt across the economy in the United States. It's not just a teamster issue it's not just an organized labor issue. it, it will affect the entire nation as a whole with regard to the economic impact.
0: Based on the current position of this bill, what what can an average Teamster or what can an average member of Local 769 do to, so, to show their support or to lend their support to this cause?
1: That's very important, Brian. The rank and file members can help by getting involved in their local union's political efforts to get this bill moving. And by that, whether you're a Democrat, a Republican, an independent, somebody who has no party affiliation, contact their member of Congress and let them know that they need to be behind the Rehabilitation of Multi-Employer Pensions Act, right. H.R. 397.
0: And we have a toll-free number for them to call for that.
1: We sure do. It's 888-979-9806. The number is one 979 9806 Members should call that number, ask for their member of Congress, and reiterate that this is something that the Teamsters Union and that member expects their member of Congress to be in support of. It's that important. In fact, if members have the opportunity and haven't done so, they're really not doing their part in my opinion. We all need to get behind this effort because as I said, it's not a partisan issue. It affects thousands and thousands of people, not just in the central states pension, there's other multi-employer pensions that have a uh, level of funding that that is in trouble as well. Other unions, I understand, the Mine Workers Union has some funds that have a low level of funding. The Iron Workers have some funds. The Bakery and Confectioners Workers. So it's not just the Teamsters. And Central States isn't the only fund within the Teamsters that has a funding issue as well. And again, the Pensioners are the folks that are relying on these checks every month. They worked for them. It was the promises made when they were. In their employment and its income that they're relying upon. And again, these are factors well beyond their control as to why now they're going to have to suffer in retirement. You can also
0: text PENSION to 86466 to get involved in the fight to protect our pensions.
1: That's important because as the legislation evolves, uh, as it makes it through and hopefully makes it through Congress, If you do uh, text to that, the IBT will send out text messages to update our members with regard to the current status and call to action. Then this might move from the U.S. House towards the U.S. Senate, and then perhaps at that point we're focusing on making calls to U.S. Senators. I'm assuming this is
0: like any other kind of legislation where this can always be repackaged at some point, And that would ensure that you're always supporting the most current iteration of this legislation.
1: Absolutely. Sometimes the bills get, as you said, repackaged and will, it, it keeps us up to date on it. And it, it it will allow the international and the government affairs department that is obviously pushing hard to see this bill passed. And then they can text out to anybody that wants to be a part of assisting in this fight and keeping up to date on where it is.
0: And we'll certainly have some information on our website where
1: members can go. Absolutely. You know, our website will stay up to date with the latest with regard to the pension fight, as well as the Voices for Pension Security, which it's VoicesForPensionSecurity.com, which is a website that the Central States Pension Fund has set up in the effort to get information to Teamster members and retirees that want to help assist in getting this this fund back on its feet. There's
0: absolutely no excuse for anybody to sit back on this issue and think it won't affect them because this will touch you in some way or another, whether it's economically through your tax dollars or through a family member or yourself that has your pension cut. If we do nothing, threat of insolvency in the next 10 years is
1: great. The risk of doing nothing is that the multi-employer pension funds become insolvent in the the case of central states, they pay out over $2.8 billion per year in pension benefits, close to $3 billion. If they become insolvent, there will be the the governmental agency that insures pensions, the Pension Benefit Guarantee Corporation, uh, will likely become insolvent itself. And the PBGC, as it's known, only pays out pennies on the dollar to begin with. Right, a fraction with. of what they were promised. Correct. And then, so if that agency goes insolvent as well, then quite frankly, uh, they'll just be a fraction of what people are relying on for their pension to be paid out to them. And the PBGC also guarantees single employer pension pr- plans, doesn't it? I believe so. The consequence is that we're going to have retirees that will need to apply for governmental assistance. And it, that's morally reprehensible Number one, but number two, it's going to create a burden on the general public at large when you have folks that need goods and services that can't afford to support themselves anymore. These folks are in retire- retirement they're not at a they're not at an age where they can continue to do physical labor. The option of returning to work is is not realistic for many of them. For many folks, that's correct. We live in a society where folks are quick to, Lay blame as opposed to provide solutions. Right, that's where we need to get our members involved in making calls to Congress, in writing letters in support of the uh, multi-employer, the Rehabilitation of Multi-Employer Pensions Act. Every single shop steward of ours should call their member of Congress, and not only that, every single steward should get all the members in their workplace involved in making these calls, right. because there will come a day where the fund, if something is not done, the fund will wind up insolvent, and everybody will look around and say, how did this happen? Well, we can't let it happen. And it's not gonna get done with a union official making a phone call to a member of Congress or writing a letter. It's gonna be done through our thousands of members, letting their members of Congress know it's not a Democrat or Republican issue. This is a, an issue of economic justice. It's an issue of retirees. In some instances, they're elderly folks having to go back into the workforce.
0: Right. Our political allies know your position on the issue by by this
1: point. They need to hear it from the members themselves. Again, and whether they're a Democrat a Republican, independent, not politically uh, in tune at all, it needs to cross party lines. This is an American issue, and it will affect the U.S. economy if the Central States Pension Fund becomes insolvent. There's just no question about that.
0: So it comes down to Teamsters need to have each other's back.
1: Most definitely. It's the right thing. It's how we operate as a union. But additionally, this isn't just for Teamsters to get involved. You know, we can get family members, neighbors involved, calling their member of Congress, making this issue the issue that it is, and that's going to affect the entire economy of the United States. In the unfortunate event, if, if the fund becomes insolvent, that definitely will have an economic impact on the, on the entire nation. Sure.
0: Well, thanks, Josh. Thanks for taking the time to, to explain this complicated issue
1: to us. It's my pleasure, Brian. Unfortunately, it's not a pleasant topic, but one that is imperative that we need to address both as a local union as well as uh, nationally. Sure. But thanks, thanks very much for your time, Brian.
0: So at the point of publication of this episode, there are new developments to report on regarding the pension crisis. As of July 10th, 2019, the House of Representatives Committee on Ways and Means voted to approve H.R. 397, and beginning the week of Monday, July 22nd, the Rehabilitation for Multi-Employer Pensions Act is headed for the full House of Representatives for debate and a vote on the floor. It means more now than it ever has for you and everyone you know to support this legislation. Call 888 979 9806, and you will be put in touch with your representatives. Demand their support for this vital legislation. And for the latest news and information on how you can stay involved until we are victorious, please text the word PENSION to 86466. That's P-E-N-S-I-O-N to 86466. Special thanks to Josh Zivilich for his help with this episode. And as always, Teamsters Local 769 Solidarity Podcast is produced by the officers and staff of Local 769, including Josh Zivilich, Rolly Pina, and Steve Myers, with contributions by Local 769 business agents and by me, Brian Vespiatti. We encourage you to visit our website at teamsterslocal769.org solidarity. There you will find show notes and additional info as well as links to our social media pages. You can also email us at podcast at TeamstersLocal769.org and you can now leave us a voicemail at 786-456-7936. Leave a comment or ask a question and we may use your message or answer your question in an upcoming episode. Be sure to subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts or anywhere you find podcasts. And we encourage you to tell our sisters and brothers about the show as well. Our theme song, The Vendetta, was composed by Stefan Kartenberg. And additional music titled Onion Capers by Kevin McLeod at Incompetech.com were used in this episode. Both licensed under Creative Commons Attribution License. Until next time, remember, in unity there is strength. Have a great summer, folks.